And then I thought about it. Is my story still relevant? The story has shifted. It's changed. Can I still go through with this podcast? Got to tell the story, Doc. So I dropped the ball with the Tell the Story Doc podcast, but the podcast is coming back very soon. So find Tell the Story Doc on all streaming platforms. Go ahead, subscribe now because we're dropping new episodes soon and you'll hear more about our story of church planting, pastoring during the pandemic, having expansions in our church and in our family. And guess what? We're not just going to be telling our story. We're going to be telling the story of some of you as well. So the other day I was watching YouTube and I heard this quote, make up for any lack of talent with discipline. And that really stood out to me because I think for the majority of my life, I've heard people say that I have talent, that I'm a talented person or I'm a very gifted person. But in the same sense, I know that I've always struggled with discipline. There's only like one thing that I didn't struggle with discipline with, and that was like marching band. I told you all about that in the previous episode. I really loved marching band. It was my life. It was all that I really cared about. So when it came down to going to the field every day and practicing the same way and doing the same stretches and doing the same dance routines over and over and over and over and over, I had no problem with it. And actually in marching band, it was like the only thing in my life where I didn't feel like my talent got me to the place I wanted to be in. It was actually my discipline. Like in marching band, it was one of those areas where I literally worked as hard as I could to get in the position where I could lead, where I could stand in the front, where I could be a drum major. I worked my butt off to get to the place where I needed to be. Make up for any lack of gifting, of talent, of ability with discipline. And here's the thing about discipline and consistency. Discipline and consistency are far greater than desire, far greater than talent, far greater than ability, and far greater than any spark and enthusiasm. I'm a creative I've always been a creative. I've always been a person who uh, comes up with great ideas. When I was in high school, my band director used to call me Mr. Enthusiasm because my creativity and my ability to reel people into new ideas is just a part of who I am. But what happens is when that enthusiasm dies out, what keeps the thing alive? And when that enthusiasm dies out for you, about a new opportunity, a new job, a new body, whatever it is, what is it that's going to keep you going? It's going to be discipline and consistency. That's what happened with the podcast. What happened with the podcast is I honestly, when I first came up with the idea of Tell the Story Doc, it was going to be a story about us planting this church, about urban ministry, about the things that were going on in our lives and in my life in particular. But I didn't think about the discipline and the consistency that it would take to make sure the podcast continued on. If you don't have discipline and consistency, all things will fall apart. 
See, I thought my enthusiasm, my talent could create the pathway for this new podcast, but it couldn't. Because when circumstances changed, momentum changed. When circumstances got different, my desires became different. And that's exactly what happened. Circumstances changed. Things in life changed. A huge thrust of me telling this story about this church plan and our ministry was the fact that when we started the podcast, we weren't even sure if we would continue on as a church. And almost immediately after I recorded the second and third podcast, the Lord changed things dramatically. I was honestly hoping to deliver this podcast to you as a guy who was thinking that he was going to quit a church plant. And then he was figuring out, trying to discern what steps to take next. He was kind of gathering all the pieces together. He was going to slowly bring those pieces together and then display them all to you as he's doing it. But something happened around February or March of last year, and the Lord just blessed us tremendously. We started seeing things turned around. There were people who were investing in our church. There were people who were jumping onto the ministry. We had uh, many different projects that were moving. The church, uh, one, regathered. We got together on Zoom. Uh, a lot of our members got back together. Another thing that happened was we launched a building campaign, not for a church building, but for a multi-use space called The Connect, which is actually the place where I'm recording this podcast right now. And that created so much more momentum for what we were doing as a church. We saw new families come. We brought about new members to our church. I even got introduced to a new network of church planters, and we began kind of exchanging ideas about how we could all support each other in church planting. And then I thought about it. Is my story still relevant? The story has shifted. It's changed. Can I still go through with this podcast? See, if discipline and consistency would have been core to what I was doing in the podcast, then those things that happen, these shifts that God brought about would just be markers in this story. So I've had to wrestle with the fact that I actually failed. I failed to deliver something that I had promised that I would deliver. And for that, just being completely honest, I'm sorry. But I'm hoping that you'll continue on because there is a new story to tell. And part of that story it's just kind of ingrained in this particular episode, me letting you know that I failed, which at first was kind of hard because after a year of church planting during the COVID pandemic and us figuring out whether we were going to relaunch this church, I'd already thought that I had failed at ministry, but then something that comes naturally to me, something I'm gifted at, Something that I know I could do in my sleep, recording a podcast, coming up with things to share with other people, producing new content. These are things that I love. I failed at that too. When I go to the, the Bible though, it, it has something to speak about this. 
See, a lot of times we hear the word discipline and consistency, and we automatically associate that with success coaches. Like we watch these videos that are jammed up videos on YouTube where you hear Will Smith or Diddy or or Rick Ross speak about the things that you need to do if you want to be successful. But the Bible also gives us a hint on what it looks like not to be successful, but but to be mature. See, the marker one of the markers of a spiritually mature person is not their enthusiasm. It's not a, how excited they get about doing the things of God. It's not their zeal. It's not innovative new ideas. One of the markers, one of the markers is discipline, self-control and discipline. The Bible says over and over and over that a person who knows God is a person who will look to be self-controlled, self-controlled in the things that you eat, self-controlled in the way that you steward your body, self-controlled in your thinking, self-controlled in the things that you engage in publicly, self-controlled in what you pour yourself into. See, we have to be self-controlled, which means that we commit ourselves to a life of discipline and consistency. For me, the struggle with consistency and discipline usually comes when I'm bored. It usually comes when I'm in a place where my mind just wanders. But one of the things that I've been thinking about recently is how I can train my body. I think of Paul speaking to Timothy and using those examples of training so that you can be disciplined and consistent. Um, one of the outside activities I like is running. It's something that came about later on in life. As a kid, I hated running because it just took so much out of me. I'd much rather go and play basketball or go march around a field. But as I got older, I realized that running gave me the opportunity to clear my mind, to stretch my body, to see things all around me. I'm most successful when I run consistently. When I'm in a place where I'm running every single day, where I don't skip a day, maybe one day or a few hours just to rest. But but that consistency, it it's what actually makes me a runner, because right now, after I've taken six months away from running, I wouldn't dare to call myself a runner. It's the consistency that makes me that. I've tried the same thing with reading, with resting, with praying. It's the consistency that actually makes me that person. I am not a prayer if I'm not praying consistently. I, I don't know how to rest well if I'm not resting consistently. I'm not a reader if I don't read consistently, which is the reason why I apologize. And in a sense, I repent because the inconsistency and the lack of self-control and discipline pulled me away from my word actually being what I would live by. So at this point, I'm committed. I'm committed to continue. I'm committed to continue in this podcast. I'm committed to continue in church planting. I'm committed to continue to telling you the story, not just my own, but of other men and women who are living this thing out for Jesus. Why? Because this is a part of who I'm called to be, but also it's a practice of my self-discipline and consistency. 
one of the things that I'm going to live by this year, I tweeted it out the other day, is that I'm willing to have a thousand fails because that means I at least had a thousand tries. I think that's something that we all should adopt. See, failure, or even just the thought of failure, it holds us back so often. It keeps us from jumping forward into new ideas, to going and, and blazing a path. Failure the, or the thought of failure, it, it makes us hesitate. But if we're committed to doing the thing and not getting the result, then we'll actually see the result that we're looking for. I watched a video the other day. They were talking about LeBron James and how he's approaching 20 years in the league. And if you look at his numbers, he's been very consistent. I mean, his win totals, the amount of points he puts up, uh, the things that he does each year is nearly the same every year. And the person who put together the video said, it's not that LeBron is the greatest in anything, but he's more consistent than anybody and everybody in everything. Your consistency matters. Your discipline matters. If you're a church planner, I'd say consistency most definitely matters. I'd ask you the question, are you willing to fail a thousand times. Are you willing to throw that event just for two people to show up multiple times? Are you willing to uh, commit to you doing a certain Bible study every week, even if no one shows up? Are you willing to put together a worship gathering, even if it doesn't seem to continue to flow well? Are you willing to be consistent and committed? One of my mentors and friends, his name is John Anwuchekwa. I remember him talking about him forming and beginning the formation of this church plant that he leads in Atlanta, Georgia. The church is named Cornerstone Church. And before they got a building, before they formed a launch team, before they did anything, they committed themselves to a monthly prayer meeting. And one of the things he said is no matter what happens, I am not going to cancel that meeting. No matter what's going on, even if I can't be there or if certain leaders can't be there, we are not going to cancel the prayer meeting. We are going to be consistent in prayer. Are you consistent in the spiritual things of life? It's not just spiritual. What we do is spiritual, it's physical, it's mental. My challenge would be find some place where you can be consistent. Find some place where you can walk this thing out in life and you can display that consistency and discipline are a part of who you are, not just a part of what you want to do. So for me, that means that I'll be consistently recording content for this podcast, whether a million people listen or one person listens. I'll be consistent in posting uh, every few weeks, whether a million people watch, only one person watches. I'll be consistent in thinking about you as the listener. Whether I have 1,500 people, I notice I didn't say a million there, that respond, or if only one of you respond. Why? Because this is an exercise of my discipline. This is an exercise to see if I'm truly committed to walking this thing out. Now, what I want you to do is be consistent as well. All of us have a story to tell. 
All of us have control of how that story is written. Will you consistently tell the story well or will you walk away? That's the question. So this episode is not really a full episode. It's just an opportunity to re-engage with you to let you know that there is so much more to come. In the next episode, we'll explain how the Tell the Story Doc podcast came about and why stories like mine and like yours need to be told. Continue to connect with us, continue to rock with us, and continue to tell and live the story well. If you by chance are hearing this episode, know that even though I kind of dropped the ball with this podcast, I actually did start another podcast with a friend of mine named Ty. He's a Christian rapper here in Daytona Beach. He's also a part of our church plant. And our podcast is called He's the Pastor, I'm the Rapper, which I'm the pastor. He's the rapper. I'd love for you to subscribe to that podcast on all streaming platforms and also check out our YouTube page. And I'd love for you to check out our church plan. Yeah, we did not quit. We're still going. The name of our church plan is Identity Daytona. You can find us at Identity Daytona on all platforms. If you see this hoodie right here that I'm wearing, it's Make Disciples hoodie. Uh, if you want one of these, uh, we're selling these as a part of who we are as a church. You can find them at identitydaytona.bigcartel.com. The link will be in the description if you need to hear more about it.